a California friend of mine was a surfer, and I would ask her how it was, and she would say, on some particularly rough days, she would say, I got pummeled. She had a card on her bulletin board that said, Sometimes you ride the waves. Sometimes the waves ride you. And then it said, but you always, always get back on the board. This seems especially important to remember these days when we may feel tossed about a bit more than normal, pummeled even. Water is important to our bodies. We celebrate it by bringing waters to share, waters of community, waters from where we have been and where we're from and where we live. Without it, we wouldn't survive, and neither would the earth. Our bodies are 60% water. It soothes and cleanses. It nourishes and fills us. Without it, we can become dry and desolate. Our body gets watered with tears. Our emotions get watered. If you think about its calming effects, a bath or a shower, jumping in the ocean or a pool, or kayaking or canoeing or swimming, it's wonderful and necessary. It feels good to be in it and to have it in us in balance. It quenches our thirst. It helps our bodies work. It has to be named, though, that shadow side of water that so many are experiencing. When there's too much water, the deluge, flooding, downpours, panic, lives threatened due to rising waters of hurricanes, broken levees, or simply too much rain. It must be named Flint, Michigan, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, those cities where public water supply has been compromised, where officials decided to cheat on their reports, decided to divert water from a cleaner drinking source to a contaminated one. These decisions adversely and disproportionately affect the poor and more marginalized individuals most. Policies that require identification for bottled water means that undocumented workers cannot get the water they need for drinking and cooking, and on top of that, they live with the fear of being picked up by ICE agents. It must be named Texas, Baja, Mexico, Florida, Bangladesh, and who knows where this week. Definitely Florida. It's all connected. One thing affects another, ripples out like waves in the water. As we are all connected, what affects one of us affects all of us. It might be a cause for despair. But Wendell Berry says, When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be. I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace 
of wild things. I rest in the grace of the world and am free. I don't know if you have the ability to go lie down where the wood drake and the heron are, but we can do this in our own way. We can find the peace of wild things. We can be the love that wears down the rock. We can always, always get back on the board. But this love that wears down rock, This love that brings us together is not for the faint-hearted. This is a radical love, fierce love, revolutionary love even, where we can create together a place where all can flourish. We bring our collected waters today to join them together in this community These waters represent all of us, from all our many places and all our many gifts, our features and our flaws, our blemishes and our beauty, our brokenness and our bondedness. What do you bring? Who are you to this community? Who is this community to you? Where is your place in the family of things? You have one. What power do you bring? What power? What power do you come in with to enable us to love so that it would wear down stone? Because you have it. You have that power. And it is needed here. We need a deluge of that kind of love. Now, more than ever, we need a deluge of love. The water ritual that so many Unitarian Universalists do, the gathering of the waters, was created by the Women and Religion Continental Convocation of Unitarian Universalists in 1980. It's the traditional service for many, many UU churches. Quoting from that original convocation, Celebrating now our connectedness, we choose water as our symbol of empowerment. As rivers and cycle release their waters and regain new beginnings, so do we cycle. These beginnings are powerful, but not easy. But still we come to create and to celebrate and to live by the only spirituality worthy of our devotion, a spirituality that uplifts, empowers, and connects. So this has been updated by our our UU minister, Renee Ruchatsky. And she writes this. It was at a gathering of white women when this gathering of the waters came to pass. White women in a second wave of gender self-awareness, awakening, connecting, making new meaning, shifting the old ethos. The solidarity of these white women was reflected in the waters each brought. 
Waters that became a liquid harmony of each sweet voice and intention. Today we gather as a community of humans in a new wave of gender and racial awareness. Today we gather in a new wave of gender and racial awareness. Awakening, connecting, making new meaning, shifting the old story. Today we seek more than solidarity and harmony. Today we seek inclusion. We seek mutuality. We seek reconciliation. We seek justice for all people. Today may our gathering of the waters reflect the gathering of our collective courage in the service of the grace and love that is promised by our liberal faith. We gather in community to worship at the beginning of our year as a congregation. We remind ourselves of the river of life that has brought us back to this home that we share. A home that we come back to. Whether after a long or short absence or as a new beginning. A home where we strive to welcome all. A home of hope and faith in the healing power of love. If you did not bring water today, you are welcome to use the water in the pitcher that is provided. All it takes is a little drop into the common bowl. It is some of the water from last year's in-gathering service and services, in-gathering services from the past. So Ricky and I are going to take turns reading what's on the sheet as you come forward. And while Joe plays, I don't have a good way to do this, but I would say row by row might be a good way to do it. And then wait for those people to go back in the row. Just add your water into the bowl. Yes. You can go ahead. Lake Dunmore in Brandon, Vermont. Water from the James and, James and Potomac Rivers that serves as the water supply for millions of Virginians. Resurrection Bay surrounding Seward, Alaska. Home in Leesburg, Virginia. Water from our well. We get all our water from that well. It comes from the land that we love so much. It is clean by nature, and the only thing added is from the earth. My home. Orr's Cove, Maine, on the Penobscot Bay. On a morning walk with the most beautiful sunset, we collected waters from the shore of Polly's Island, South Carolina. My new home's tap water. Rainwater from the dunes of the Outer Banks. Rainwater from my front yard. Our favorite spring in Canaan Valley, West Virginia. Land between the lakes, Kentucky. Watch the 2017 eclipse from the shore of Lake Kentucky. Loudoun County, Purcellville. 
Star Island for the New England Heritage Conference this summer. My aunt's kitchen on her 70th birthday. Lake Michigan, Family Pond in New York, and Episto River. Seabrook Island. Seabrook Island. London. From our tap, we are blessed to have clean water, something that is especially important with an infant. Town Branch Creek, Leesburg, Leesburg, Virginia. Water signifies transitions. As we move from one place to a new one, water comes from both our old and new homes. The magical water of Venice, Italy. Finally, from my home. <laughs>